Hello, viewers and listeners. Start off with a bit of a cock-up, actually, tonight. I forgot to put this live stream on Rumble. And that's the problem with Rumble not having permanent stream keys. It's quite annoying having to set a new one up each week. So if anyone from Rumble watches this, yeah, right. But if they do, then um, that's a complaint. Get it sorted. Right, tonight we're going to be talking about The Pope's Exorcist. There's a current release film. This is this year. So there's going to be spoilers in this review. I don't care about spoilers. If you haven't seen the film, then why are you watching this? Go and watch the film and then watch this afterwards. And I have with me tonight my usual co-host, Sylvia. Hello. Hello. Hello, Father. How are you this evening? I'm good, my son. Blessings. Good, good. How you doing anyway, mate? You alright? Yeah. 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 We've done that bit. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah, we have to start us <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the pleasantries, anyway. But yeah, you're yeah. blessed, my son. You're blessed. <laughs> this was my pick. Um, it was. Yeah, I think. Well, I think you mentioned it that you wouldn't mind watching it, and I'd seen yeah. bits about it, and I thought, well, why not? Let's give it a go. Yes. Um, well, what do you think? Mate, uh, what can I say? What can I say? Uh, you know, what, what impressed me, really? I mean, Russell Crowe spoke Italian. That impressed mm. me. And apparently he's actually learned Italian in real life as well because he was with quite a lot of football, Italian football players and he's doing concerts there because Russell also plays the guitar and he sings. And he was right. speaking in fluent Italian. And, yeah... I was quite impressed. The man's not only a good actor, but he can speak other languages and play music. Well done, Russell. Well, well I mean, most, most of these sort of actor types, they are sort of talented, you know, charismatic, talented in other fields, you know. Just usually, they're usually yeah. pretty talented people generally. So it doesn't surprise me. Look, if I was an actor, I can barely speak English, mate. I don't think I can speak Italian or Spanish or whatever other language you're talking about. I can barely speak my first language. I have tried so many times to learn Italian. Yeah. Um, mostly just like, you know, 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there, trying to do stuff. <coughs> um, never really finished it. But I can understand some of what was going on without the subtitles. Just, It's interesting just how much you pick up just at kind of, you know, the sort of passive subconscious level, really. Yeah. Yeah, the the bit or I yeah I agree with there was certain but you could it was quite similar to English but it was okay with the Italian sort of verbal extension or whatever next and obviously what he was trying to do as well and it's great but then it was like always saying something totty totty uh, tutti tutti yeah not totty tutti or whatever it was. And I was trying to understand it. I think he was trying to, yeah, don't worry, mate. Uh, this is going to be okay. But, um, yeah, I, I would love to learn Italian. That's one language I would love to learn. It's so expressive, you know. Uh, yeah, romance language is pretty cool. Yes. I mean, I'm not a fan of the French, but their language sounds pretty good every now and again. Yes. And, like, I remember, it's like, you know, all the girls, you know, in the 80s, I remember all the sort of girls who were in their teens and early 20s, they were always talking about Italian and French. Uh, And they go, oh, if they're... And then they would hear this accent and they will get excited because it was romantic. We're we're boring. Moist at the crutch. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we 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 English blokes or British blokes are boring. I mean, British Isles, Irish are okay. Everyone hates us. Let's be honest. Everyone fucking hates the English. True. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, tutti means everybody in Italian. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh. So they have oh. it. Um, we should probably get this out of the way. Um, this film is based on a real character and I'm just going to start Jack is with us you know a regular viewer a one and only viewer Jack good good evening Jack (laughs) how you doing or good afternoon where you are makes a point and the character that Russell Crowe plays is based on a real person who did Exorcist in the Cabin Church yes yeah I think um, anyways we're going into this film um, we probably would have picked that up at some point yes and the the guy actually I'm going to I'm going to share this now was it uh, Father Angelique or something like that? No, Gabriel Amorth. Was oh, Gabriel. His name. Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah, sorry. So this is a list of books. Yep. So translated into English, some of them in Italian, obviously. Um, so it seems a fairly prolific author. I think the first one is 1990 he released. Um, I've got absolutely no idea if they were any good or not. But, um, well. Well, he said they were good. Yeah, and the book sales might take a bit of an upturn now. Yeah. After this film, who knows? So I did some research on Gabe. Can I call you Gabe? That was a little bit annoying. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he said yoga is a devil's um, practice. Yoga. Yeah, and he goes Hindu because it's Hinduism because they believe it well. Being a Hindu myself, I know we believe in reincarnation. So he was saying that if you believe in all that stuff, you're a devil. I thought, okay, cheers, mate. Thanks. Pleased to meet you. Yeah, well, anything. I, I think I've read that before. Actually, is um, yeah. I think even yeah, some Christian. I'm sure I read that on like Twitter like months ago. Yeah. That the the practicing of yoga is um, satanic in some way because yeah. Um, I don't know why, but uh, I mean, well, I think he, it's because it's based on Hindu practice of belief, isn't it? So therefore, any he, other religion apart from Christianity is just um, devil's work. It's uh, heathenism, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Although, sure. although the Hinduism is like five thousand years old or something like that, so there is kind of be difference, and it's not an Abraham or Hebraism uh, sort of religion like judaism or islam and the christian religions so there's going to be a big difference but that made me sort of laugh as well that the man was so you know religious yeah yeah yeah. that's why you and i aren't religious here's a little um interesting fact and i've been reading about this actually as it's been ongoing um completely off topic but jack has just mentioned that uh, the writers and actors guild of america are on strike um I think they're here yeah. as well. Uh, <laughs> um, what were you going to say? <laughs> well, I was thinking that... So what? I know that our entire existence on this YouTube channel is talking about Hollywood stuff and productions and whatnot, but I think there's enough. You know, I think we can probably cope yeah. without any new, any new stuff happening. <laughs> Well, I think this is the time we can sort of uh, promote our stuff to Netflix. Because we were going to make the, the, new, the new version of the Generals of the Night as me as the German general. 
and then mm. we were going to have another uh, movie. I think now it's a time, as everyone's on strike, we should strike and go to Netflix and say we want to make a few of these movies where we're going to swap race or gender or whatever, and I'm telling you, they'll <laughs> buy, buy it for from us. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, more news on that next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, to sum up, really. Yeah. My thoughts on this. Um, not bad. Not bad watch. Yeah. But it was just full of cliches. Yeah. It's full of stuff that's been done before. Why is it? Right. Well, let's, let's boil this film down. Um, Catholic priest goes and tries to exercise. Boy sat in a bed for the whole film. Um, always got a gruff voice. Always got to have a gruff voice. Um, self-harming as well. That's always got to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it in the, in the story, really. A demon goes away somehow, mm-hmm. and um, no one batters an eyelid at people floating about and climbing up walls. And, and the end. <laughs> it's... Pal- yeah. But then we're going to make part two. Do you know that? Well, the end is left wide open for a sequel. And I'm just wondering about that. I mean, I've got some notes on that, actually. Is it? I mean, I've, got, I've got some names. I've got some names. So you've got The Pope's Exorcist Part 2, The Revenge. For, uh, okay. That's a good title, I think. Um, and The Pope's Exorcist in Space. <laughs> yep. What, is it going to be um, 2023 or 2001? No, it'd just be up there just battling demons with his crucifix and just floating around in space. Could be on Mars. That might be interesting. Yeah. I wonder if Russell Crowe would like the script in there. <laughs> I think he'd probably say, nah, guys, nah. But then again, he did ask, I don't know, he did try to make a funny version of Bond when they asked him. I don't know if you heard about that, so he might be interested in that. So when he was asked to play James Bond, and he was a favourite at the time, he sent a a script where Bond would be one minute in um, M's office, and next minute it'll be on the Sydney beach in a speedos from an English accent speaking in a really strong um, Australian accent, and then he would go into another form. And obviously, you know what happened from becoming favourite. They basically said, "Dear Russell, uh, thank you very much, but uh, we're passing you for the opportunity to play." So he does like some strange, um, stranger uh, actual um, scripts. So maybe that might be a good one. What was that incident? Um, he went mental because no one read his poem or something. I'm sure, yes. I'm sure I mentioned that on our, on our Gladiator review, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, so what, what happened, he had already won the Oscar for Gladiator, then he did Beautiful Mind, he, you know, where he had a period of four or five years where he was the biggest star in the world, probably the number one uh, Hollywood movie star, box office. So he made Beautiful Mind, he was nominated to win the Oscar, Apparently, he was going to win the Oscar. He was going to be the first non-American to win back-to-back uh, Oscars. Mm-hmm. A few weeks before we had a BAFTA here, his poetry was uh, basically not read, and he head one of the BAFTA uh, officials behind the stage and knocked them out. And basically, they took him away. Actually, the Oscar was taken away from him because he had already known that a few weeks before that he was going to win the Oscar because they already know he's going to win. 
So they gave it to the person who was the runner-up that year. And he went up being a legend. But he did become a legend in my eyes, headbutting that bloke anyway. But, um... <laughs> well, yeah, at least he's got some fight about him, I suppose. Yep. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I mean, because you, you need people with a bit of... Um... More people with a bit of... Even if they're wrong... But just willing to stand up and have a little bit of conviction behind their beliefs rather than this pussying around that we do these days where everyone sits on the fence and never says what they actually think. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in some places like that where everyone's yeah. yeah. You've been in plenty of places like that, actually, I don't know. You do it every week, didn't you? Yeah. 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 It's quite scary, mate, when someone mentions something and you just go, bloody hell, and everyone disappears. And you sit there trying to, you know, drinking your drink and going, what, what's, got, what's going on? What, what has someone said? And then you realise. Yeah. So let's break this film down a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. So, <laughs> Before we get carried away like always. So I mentioned cliches. Yeah. And American family inherits big spooky house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, we've never seen that before, have we? No, no the only difference. Yeah, I think the only difference was this time it was based in Spain. Mm. That's it, really. It always happens to American families. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. And they're always some of the most detestable people that America could generate. I, I mean, you see the way that they ran around. As, as, I've got in my notes here. Like the Americans portrayed terribly by these people I'm pretty sure that most Americans are not these kind of panicked running around like idiots don't have a fucking clue what they're doing doubting everybody asking questions of when they're going to see the doctor and the doctor's saying well there's nothing wrong with him are you you sure yes I'm a fucking doctor I've been doing this for 30 years don't go fuck off yeah but you know the impression uh, they do have in America is that we're still the old the old world and we're backward with our technology. Well, we do have a genuine American watching this. Maybe he can fill us in. I mean, all right, Jack, if you're still watching this, I assume you are, what do you think of English and Europeans in general? What's the general view? Beside, uh, beside topless bathing in France, okay, Jack, I want to know what you think, because that's the thing that most American boys talk about or men talk about when I used to go over there. When you used to go over there. Oh. America, I'm talking about. <laughs> Three times a month. Yeah, go, yeah. Um, for business, used to go and see my broker. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Do you know how many times you've been to America? Oh, to New York, I've been five times. America, across the country, once. So I went from right. east to west. But I used to go and see my sister. I, I didn't go and see my broker. Time. You used to talk to all the people, all the boys, just talk about topless bathing in France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. That's the first no, thing. The no, first thing they asked was no, that. How <laughs> are you supposed to know anyway? Well, I don't fucking know. I'm English. I've never been to France. What? Are... Yeah, exactly. Do I know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they reckon Europe's small. You know what I mean? And the times that I went over there, we always used to get mistaken for Australians. Jeez. Yeah, well, everywhere we went. So whereabouts are Australia from? What? <laughs> what? what? Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to Australia. I don't even sound Australian, but yeah. Yeah, they used to do that a lot to South Africans, actually, over there. There's two messages from the chat. I don't know if that's Jack responding. 
Oh, I've got them. I've got the chat open. Okay. Uh, but it's just cliche after cliche. Even like the um, the daughter, the eldest daughter, painting her toenails on the bed. I mean, how many times have you seen that in films? Although I do find that actually quite sexy. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, you're like a bit of a bashing of the bishop when you see that. Yeah, I understand that, but look, it's a 1980s thing. That's it, yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. yeah. That's probably why I find it quite sexy, because for my formulative years, yeah. I grew up watching 80s films of like teenage girls, or supposedly teenage girls, painting their toenails on their bed, sort of yeah. in various different states of undress. And don't forget, you're in those days, you're younger than them anyway, so you... Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. No, but most most of these actresses are not teenagers anyway. I mean, there's no way that the the, the let's uh, let's go through the cast. But the girl that was playing, or the woman that was playing that um, eldest daughter, there's no way she was younger than twenty. Anyway, follow Gabriel Moth, the Vatican's leading exorcist, as he investigates the possession of a child and covers a conspiracy the Vatican's tried to keep secret. There's a lot of conspiracies that the uh, Vatican tries to keep secret. Yeah, like helping the Germans during the war. But yeah, oh, whoops, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, children as well. Yeah, There's a lot of things with children. Um, that's actually one good thing about this film, actually, is the connections it makes. Yep. I thought that was pretty good, the Spanish Inquisition being a bunch of, um, you know, controlled by a guy that was possessed yes. deliberately to bring down the actual church. That was pretty good. Um, the sexual Bianca. abuse cover-up. Yep, that's true. And uh, Bianca uh, was really good. Rosetta was was or, or whatever her name was. The one who fell off the building, she was good. Oh, Rosaria, yeah, Bianca Rosario. Bardot. Yeah, she was quite nice. And there was another one, Spanish. The one who uh, apparently the priest was modulating. I think that might have been Carrie Monroe you're referring to. Yeah. yeah. Full full frontal bare chest moment in the film there, so if you like that kind of thing. Um See what it, oh there is. Lo, is it Amy who was the the daughter, wasn't it? Amy, Amy Vasquez. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. So I wonder how I probably get her age on that she's probably about 20 I'm not fussed I don't have to defend myself here <coughs> I know <laughs> Actually, I, felt, I felt Peter D'Souza this guy here the, the one that played the actual kid that was possessed he played well played ugly played bugger well. Yeah, he is an, an ugly bugger but he did play the part very well he looked like one of those 60s actors I can't remember who but he reminds me of someone yeah, and I was quite impressed with his overall performance in this. So the um, obviously the voiceover for the, the the gruff voiceover that you have to have in these exorcism movies. Um, was just a British guy. It was a British guy, wasn't it? No. Why can't I? I'm stuck in a loop. Stuck in a photo loop. No, I'm not. There we go. So yeah, cast Russell Crowe, as we know, uh, Daniel Zavato, Father Thomas. He's, I can't even pronounce that. Whatever. Um, Alex Esso, Frank Nero, um, Frank actually Jack's got a little fact about old Frank. Yeah, he was Django. Yeah, he was uh, Django. Yeah. yeah, Frank Nero who plays the Pope in the films. Played Django, General Esperanza in Die Hard Two. Yeah, I remember that. And played a man named Nikolai Force Ten from Navarone. Yeah, 
which stars Robert Shaw and Harrison Ford. Yes. Yeah. But he was the original Django. Right, okay. Yeah, because I've seen him in various different films. Yeah. Just looking at Bianca Bardot. Yeah, Grand, she's also in Gran Turismo as well. That's for the upcoming film Gran Turismo, yeah. A racing movie based on a video game. Amazing. Okay. And is she really Italian or Spanish? No idea. I can't be bothered to go back and look it up now. That face when he was possessed scared the crap out of me. <laughs> hey, Jack, have you seen Exorcist? The original. The original. I would, yeah, the 1973 movie. I would hazard a guess that Jack has seen that. Um, and there's a, there's a few comparisons to be made in this as well. Yeah. There's a part where the Pope is ill and he kind of just projectile vomits a load of blood in yes. someone's face. That was taken from the original Exorcist, I felt. Um, yeah. Yes. The, the eldest daughter being all sort of and like scattering around like a crab. And the, on the neck. floor and climbing up the wall and stuff, yeah. yeah. That's all sort of taken from The Exorcist. In fact, The Exorcist 1973 movie set an awful lot of precedence when it comes to Exorcist movies because they all follow a very similar theme. It's basically just a possessed person sitting in the bed for the entire movie. Well, apparently, Exorcist, the movie, was actually based on a true story. Allegedly. I don't know how much of this. I'm not going to say it's I've true or that. not true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because, you know, it's hard to dismiss it if you don't believe in something. So I wouldn't want to offend anyone who believes in church or whatever by saying, nah, it's made up. There might be something true. There might be this person who can get the devil out of someone. I don't I don't know. So they were basing on a South African girl, I think it was based on. Well, um, there are genuinely exorcists out there. I know it is a thing. Uh, Exorcist true story began in 1949 when priests performed an exorcism on a boy known as Roland Doe, later identified as Ronald Hunkler. Many wonder, exorcist based on a true story, etc, etc. Um, yes, well, I mean, it's easy to base something off a true story, isn't it? It's always... Yeah. So Roland Doe, while he was a student at Georgetown University, the exorcist was, it was adapted from Fredkin's 1973 film and starred 12 year old, yeah, yeah, we know this. Uh, Freddie movie tells a young girl, etc. Ronald Doe was not identified for almost a decade, but many experts believe his real name is Ronald Hunkler. He stayed out of the public eye, but since his death in 2020, more information on his story has come out. Okay. Well, there you go. Screen Rant article about that. You can check it out in your own time if you so wish. Um, as for this film, we know that it's loosely based on a... On a true story although a spooky place in Spain with um, dead bodies locked up underneath it I'm not entirely sure how true that, that is well if you think about Spain's history and the actual prosecution of people they, they mentioned in that uh, did happen but then again if there are places like that there'd be thousands that means half of Spain would be basically quite a bit of Spain would be haunted and quite a lot of people would be possessed as well because if you think about the history in Spain Italy both countries are Catholic even Portugal uh, who's Catholic how many old pla real old places they have 
where people were prosecuted or killed because they didn't believe being Catholic or they had a different form of Christian religion or they were Jewish or whatever. Hmm. Throughout this, I couldn't help but have some sort of level of respect for the the Catholic Church and the fact that just how long it's been around for. Yeah. All that grand libraries and stuff and people dedicated to it and all that history and everything. Although I'm not at all religious, I still have some sort of respect for it at some level. Obviously, apart from the paedophilia and the genocide and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of goes without saying, really. But yeah, yeah. just as an institution to survive that long... Have you ever been to Vatican City? No, that's one place I would love to go and see. Um, I have. Is it good? Yeah. Um, it's fascinating. I don't know how good. It's fascinating. I mean, when you can't just walk in there. You have to go through security checks, and they scan you for weaponry. You know all that kind of stuff. Um, but when you walk around, well, when I walked around, all I could see was just the wealth everywhere. Uh, just from South m- America. And all other places, yeah, all, just, yeah, yeah, just hanging off the walls, the paintings, the floors, the rugs, the everything. The amount of money there, yeah, it's incredible. And you think it's supposed to be a fucking religion about charity, giving stuff away and helping people, and you see it all, all like consolidated and condensed in that one place. You're like, fuck it, you know. ah, but that's where we are always wrong. Every institution which is about religion, you'll notice. It's meant to help people, but they've got the most money in the world, probably. doesn't matter which religion you're talking about. If people yeah. believe, they'll give money or whatever they have. And I always... And I'm going to go off to the... Speci- specifically with Catholic Church. It's because they always... I wonder, how come North America became rich and South America hasn't? The difference was, and this is a simple thing... North America, where people went to settle. South America is where the Spanish and the Portuguese went to plunder and find wealth. Because they were thinking they were going to India, but they weren't. And they found gold there and all other stuff. And that's the difference. They actually didn't go there to settle. They went there to plunder. While uh, America was a place where people went to settle. And that's how the Catholic Church also became rich. Because so much gold... And mm. natural resources were taken from the parts of the world. Uh, mm. Yeah, so it was quite interesting. I just read this about a few years back. What was the difference? And that was one of the difference. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I have noticed that a lot about religious places. It's got more money than probably some of our top 100 FTSE companies. And they pay no taxes either. Yeah. Completely tax exempt. It's crazy, isn't it? And not only that, uh, they people don't realise, but Vatican wasn't a independent country until the war. They only asked Italy or someone to give them independence or one of the wars, so they don't get prosecuted and don't get blamed for something, so they could get away with certain things. <laughs> hmm. Well, here's a question for you then, since you're in a in a mood to explain things. Okay. Why? Right, well, first of all, why did um, Amorth ride from Rome to Spain on a on a Lambretta scooter? 
Well, I think... That, yeah, that was quite interesting, that, yes. That was utterly yeah. bizarre, that bit. You, you know, he says to the Pope, go to Spain. All right, then. That's so I wonder how long... Yeah, I wonder how long it took him. Even in 87, I think it would have taken him about a few weeks at least to get there. Yeah, I mean, just out of interest, I'm just going to... Right, I'm just going to put... Just put Rome in a map, and just I mean my geography is reasonable, but I just want to make sure. Yeah, Rome's so, in the centre. It would be in the centre. It's in the centre of Italy, right? From it's Rome. Vatican City, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah. So Rome itself, or Vatican City. Right. So it's in, in the centre. Yeah. In order to get from Rome to somewhere in Spain, wherever it was, he would have had to have gone up Pisa, Genoa. He would have had to have gone up. Around Nice, Marseille, or through France, across the border, through the Alps, on that, <laughs> on that <laughs> fucking Lambretta scooter. Yeah, that's mental. And I, as soon as I saw him coming down that road, I thought, "What? How many miles? <laughs> how many miles has he done on that?" But the other Did... thing, of course, I noticed on that is why is a Ferrari badge on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might be a Ferrari that? fan. I don't know. It could be that Ferrari gifted it to him. You know, um, I've got no idea. I've got no idea why he had a Ferrari badge. I looked into the history of Lambretta scooters. Ferrari has never once owned them, so that has been deliberately stuck on there. And I wonder if it's to appeal to a wider audience. Get more scooters, buy them. Well, not that. I just think if it's a wide audience, like an international audience, i.e. an American audience, I don't know how many Americans have heard of Lambretta scooters. Very popular in Europe, especially Italy, because a lot of people ride around scooters in Italy. Isn't it Vespa? What is the other one? Vespa or Vespa? Vespa, yeah. That's another yeah, make, yeah. 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 Um, but the Lambretta, um, that's, yeah, that's never been owned by Italian. But I guess if you stuck a Ferrari badge on it, then people might go, oh, Ferrari. And somehow make a connection between the fact that it is an Italian make of scooter. I don't know. But I just thought that was utterly bizarre. I'll tell you. I'll explain it after we're off, you know once we're off air why they probably why they did that. But anyway, any okay. more questions you want to ask me? <laughs> so you don't know the answer to either, though. Same as me. That's no, no, no. Um, <laughs> I quite like. It's not a question, but it's a statement. I quite like the um, reference to the Second World War. Yes. And and being a sort of partisan. You know, the resistance that it's a bit of a shame that that wasn't sort of fleshed out a bit more really that was interesting it was it was and uh, what was interesting where he was in the middle of a pack normally don't you go for the middle person when you're shooting I don't think there's I don't know I don't think so I don't think there's any sort of particular tactical tactical oh sorry that's how you, I... you know, well if you shot the middle one the rest could scarper as you shoot the outsiders, the ones in the middle are less likely to try and... Yeah, but, well, you know, I'm just thinking logical. But anyway, in my sense, he was laying down, pretending he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Captain. <laughs> it's not logical at all. Uh, yeah, he laid down, and he must have been a very good at keeping still. Because the Germans went by, and a few minutes later he got up. Yeah. But then he was holding on to the cross. I mean, that, that was his turning point when he started yeah, believing in the church. Obviously God. Well, he was a believer anyway. He wouldn't have a crucifix around his neck, would he? But 
Um, I suppose if he just kind of, you know, just one day just all of a sudden had a crucifix on and was like, oh, it must have been God. Brilliant. Ah, I believe. And that's it. Dedicate his life to Christ. That would but be you, a bit. You, know, you would be quite surprised how people actually do that. Uh, it just takes one miracle and that's it. They'll stop believing. It wasn't a miracle though, was it? Well, some people will consider it a miracle. Or yeah, what? exactly, because they're sort of people that want to believe yeah, yeah. in these things. Yeah. You and I would just get up and go, oh, we're lucky. Probably. So, fuck me, that was a stroke light, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, reload, new magazine. Yeah, let's get on with the job. Yep. And this is the thing. He was a believer, and obviously he thought it was God's will he lived. Uh, and hmm. that was quite interesting, but I do agree with you. I wish that bit was longer. Um... The other thing was the, you know, where they were using the actual case he had with all the equipment. It was like, uh, what's his name, Van Has- Hansel or Hasten or whatever who fights Dracula. Um, oh, yeah, Van Helsing. Yep, that's it. It was like that. I thought suddenly he'll get, a, a, you know. Yeah, but what did he have in it? A couple yeah, of old books, water, a, a crucifix. That coin sort of thing. Yeah, coin thing, whatever medallion or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. An old cup. Yep. And it's hardly a going to war kit, is it? No, but he had the, you know, special water. Oh, the, the purple thing as well, for some reason. Yep. And he had the I beads. Know. I don't know what symbolism that is, that, that thing that goes around the neck. I don't know what that is. Oh, you mean the little scarf sort of thing, the purple? Yeah. Symbolism over that. I just don't know. But he had all the equipment anyway to fight so-called evil or whatever it may yeah. have been. Um, Exorcist starter kit. Yep. On Amazon, $24.99 on Amazon, the Exorcist oh, starter kit. Uh, I need to get one then. Um, can I can I go around doing that job, do you reckon? No, because you make no money out of it. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> all been taken up by psychiatrists and um, head doctors, isn't it? Well, this is what, um, what he was. That was it's quite got that interesting. Game sewn up, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was quite an interesting comment he made. Again, like this ninety-five percent, which are actual ninety-eight, ninety-eight, yeah, ninety-eight, which are mental health problems. But there, there was those few percent which were actually taken over or were possessed by the devil or an evil spirit. And I hmm. do. No, 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 people do believe that in different regions, different religions, different whatever as well, because I read about it afterwards. I said, this is quite interesting sort of thing, because I've always been interested in like ghost stories and or documentaries and all that stuff. Uh, you know, is so this, this did interest me how many people believed in that. Because look right. how I watch documentaries, right, about ghosts. And it always in America. For some reason, America's the <laughs> only place in the world. But how much of it's true, how much is in the mind. But some of the things you see on screen or what they've so-called recorded, you think, okay, fine, 50-50, is it true? So it just makes me wonder how many people believe in the this possession by the devil or whatever evil spirit and they oh, need look. to have someone church. I'm, I'm not religious. Amazed. Yeah, I'm always amazed at the amount of people that believe in ghosts. You say, yeah. oh, are you religious? No, I'm not really. I wouldn't believe in that. Right, people believe in ghosts. Yeah. I remember yeah. somebody trying to convince me once that ghosts exist. And 
and they were telling me about light bulbs going out and stuff like that, right? And I was just looking at them like completely perplexed. And they were like, well, how do you explain that? How do you explain that? I was like, I don't have to explain it. You have to, you fucking idiot. The burden of proof is on you. I'm the one that doesn't believe in ghosts. You fucking do. You so you have to watch this channel called Slam, uh, Slam, Slapped Ham or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's like all these different supernatural things. And yeah, there are things that you just go, what? And then they're thinking, oh, that's interesting, but you still doubt it. Do you think they're doing it for the actual video? You know how it is. Some people just want YouTube uh, followers. So some people, do, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah like us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some, people, <laughs> some people want to believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they just can't, I don't know, there's, there's something built into some people that they just want to believe in things they can't explain. And I don't... And why is it right okay here's one for you right why is it ghosts right if you believe in ghosts why is it they're always doing these crazy things like you know like or you know knocking well, on doors and windows and, and crazy stuff and why can't they just come up to you and like say hello you're right no i i don't believe in ghosts myself as such but i i watch these documentaries just to see what people think and it's quite interesting I don't understand why ghosts and that always got to be scary. Poltergeist as well, just like moving a chair across the room. What's that solving? No, why don't you just man up and have a conversation? Hello, I'm pretty pissed off you're moving into my old house. Get out. Well, no, because I've got a mortgage for £250,000 on this fucking house. I'm not moving out, mate. No. So we have to live together, Mr. Poltergeist. Right? Let's come to a compromise. Every weekend, every other weekend, you can slide as many chairs about the house as you like. Right? But I'll not be when away the parents are over, or the in-laws. Not... No. Or the girlfriend. Because <laughs> they let me deposit for the house, all right? So they... <laughs> <laughs> no, but another thing is, as I said, it's always in America. There's something about America. They've got this dog man, they've got this Bigfoot or whatever. That's not ghosts, though, is it? No, but it's cryptics and ghosts and everything. On this video channel I watch on YouTube, it's always in America. It's very rarely in Britain or Europe. So America must be really haunted by the, you know, the uh, Native Americans who basically must have the spirits that believe in all that stuff, you see. But anyway, the Catholic Church, coming back to them, yeah. So you need to have one to have the other, you see. If you don't have that, then you can't have them. That's the beginning of what they were saying. Well, you're retiring us because people don't have stopped believing. Yeah. Well... Yeah, I suppose if you are religious, you've got to believe in heaven and hell. So that means you've got yeah. to believe in all this God stuff. I was confused about the... Um, actually, I'm just going to take a small tangent because Jack's asked us a question. Have you guys seen Ghostbusters Afterlife or the original Ghostbusters movie? I've seen the go- original Ghostbusters, but I wouldn't watch the Afterlife um, one. Right, I have seen all of them bar the 2016 Feminist Agenda one. Um, and I will watch that one day. Because I just want to see, I want to see it to believe it. I want to see it to believe just how shite that was. It was a flop at the box office, wasn't it? It was massive, yeah, everyone hated it. Apart from the left-leaning liberal media that said, oh, you're just a bunch of bunch of uh, male chauvinists and sexists. I, I always believe in one thing, there's certain things you just keep in the 80s and you keep it there. 
don't bring it out again. And I think that's a problem with the Ghostbusters. Than, well, than the, the original ones. one was absolute classic. It was one of my favourite movies as a kid ever. I used to draw that. I used to be able to draw that Ghostbusters logo. Yeah, and um, sing the song as well. Something strange. No, I used to be able to. No, I used to have the soundtrack on cassette. Yeah, but the Ghostbusters logo. I used to be able to draw that from memory. Okay, and do you remember Sly? Who? Was it Sly? The green bubble ghost? What was it? Sly? Or Slug? Or whatever his name was? Slimer. Slimer, that's it. Sly Silver's a Slime. Sorry, so, uh, uh, Rocky. Yeah. yeah. I am. Um, I used to watch cartoon series as well as a kid. Um, I had all yeah. the toys and stuff. See, I was a massive Ghostbusters fan when I was a kid. Uh, Ghostbusters 2, eh, not so good, but it was alright. had his moments. Ghostbusters Afterlife, you know what? I didn't enjoy that at all. Mm. I didn't enjoy yeah. it. It was too, it was it was far too much um, pandering to the fans. It was it just wasn't very good. I didn't think it was very good at all. Was Ghostbusters two with Sierra, uh, Sigourney V. Gold Bennett? Mm. Sigourney Weaver was the first one. First Sigourney one. Weaver didn't. Um, yeah, she did show up in the second one. She had a baby, and the baby was kidnapped. Well, I think in the first one, I mean, even then, I think that was the best bit about was was her. She was a bit, she was white. Yeah, well, she's up on the roof of that building. Yeah, just in that flowy dress. Are yeah. you the key master? Fucking right, I am. Yeah, uh, yeah she was quite, <laughs> quite, quite, she quite fit in that movie. Yeah, very. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. It's, uh, in the younger days, she was all right, but now. She's a bit. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is one of those women that, in certain, was it flash dance or something that she did? Yeah. With aerobics gear and stuff. There was some, yeah, she looks good in that. Some film, she looks absolutely fucking amazing. Like, wow. Yeah. Uh, Trading Places was another one where yeah. she just sort of like takes her top off and that. You're like, fucking hell. Fantastic. But there's other times she looks like a bloke. She looks like a man. She's got yeah. this, like square jaw and that. And you're like, oh, God, no. You know, if I. Yeah, the. the the morning after, you'd be like, fuck, what have I done? You'd be like checking for, you know, male genitalia and shit. The funny thing is, if you know her parents, Tony Curtis was a father who was a sex mm. symbol, and Janet Lee, both of them were sex symbols at the time. And you just think, they were really like the good looking couple or golden couple of Hollywood. And you look at her, and you're right, there are times when she looks. Mm. And, and yeah, it's a bit mannish. You, know, like, yeah. you start asking questions about yourself, thinking, Mm, no. Yeah, especially when she oh. was in. Oh, well. so Jack comes back and says, "Yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters 2016 was very bad. I almost wanted to walk out of it. Thought it was going to be a sequel to the original movies and didn't honor the original movie. No, it tried to start something on its own. Ghostbusters 2016. It tried to like reboot the whole franchise, but with a feminist twist, and it just didn't work. So Jack, the the, the thing was, what was the question related to the Pope's exit? Exorcist. I can't even speak tonight. No, no, it no. makes no difference. It's always like that. It's all the <laughs> no drinks. one's watching this. Well, there's, there's only one person watching this in the entire world, so it doesn't matter. No one watches or listens to this. Um, right, I'm just going back from my notes. Yeah, um, I felt the gore at the end, you know, where the woman just goes, <laughs> Oh, yeah, um. I felt that was over the top. That wasn't yeah. really necessary. Um, All that tomato ketchup went to waste. There was also a few parts where the priest said shit to make them seem a bit edgy. It seemed a bit like, you know, trying to be cool with the kids. Let's get the, the, the priest to say shit a yeah. few times. I felt that that was unnecessary. And I don't think a man of cloth 
would actually say the word shit. Or at least not very often in public. Well, you know, it's like... Um, it's also things like to be with the kids. I thought, you know, where the naked naked lady comes along and goes, you like fucking me. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. And I thought it was just to be cool. That, that was about being really cool and making well, it relevant to... There's a few points in this. You're right, I thought it was a bit odd. But then I, I did some um, looking up on the Seven Princes of Hell because I was intrigued at that. It's probably one of the most intriguing parts of this film. Was I was under the impression that Satan was just Satan and Satan ruled hell and everyone else mm-hmm. was like the minions and the demons and all that kind of shit, right? That was hell. But it turns out there are Seven Princes of Hell, which I was not aware of. And the Seven Princes... Um, I've got me here. Lucifer equals pride. Mm-hmm. Right? I thought Lucifer as well was another word for Satan that just ran the whole show. Oh. Um, but Mammon is for greed. And Asmodeus is the one in this film. Punch. Um, Punch. It's about lust. Lust, okay. So that explains why the priest was done, you know, was exposed for shagging one of his flock um, and lying to her and stuff, and which is why it showed the woman on the bed bare-breasted and so you know come on and all that so it's heavily based around the whole lust scene because it was uh, asmodeus um leviathan is envy mm-hmm. beezlebub is gluttony satan is wrath and belphegor is sloth so depending on what religion you believe in lucifer and satan are interchangeable and so Ooh. is beezlebub uh, uh, it's a bit confusing really so there isn't just one kind of ruling that, Satan. There's a so, bunch of So what they're basically saying is about the seven sins, aren't they? Seven sins, yeah. yeah. Um, and everyone's got their little mascot. So Pride has got his Lucifer mascot. Yeah. yeah. But the, the thing is, uh, it's like their uh, great song that the uh, Rolling Stones sang. Pleased to meet you, the Devil's uh, song. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um I forgot the title's name, but... Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I know it as well. It was used in uh, The Last Vampire. Yeah. Hope You Know My Name. Hope yeah. You Know My Name, yeah. But... Oh, yeah. Great, great song, though. Great song. Good, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, it's like, it's saying that humankind, and I think this is where this film is sort of going to, is like the devil, or whatever form it is, has disguised itself saying it, it doesn't really exist but it does because that devil they're talking about is the seven sins that everyone has at one point or another I don't care how good you are as a person or you're saintly or whatever someone will have that lust will have that greed will have that whatever yeah but also you forget something with Catholicism you can't win because you're born of original sin because you were born through fornication yeah. so you can't. Why would you? Why would anyone be a Catholic? Because you can't win. You're at negative one from birth. I don't know. It's mental. I'd say forget that. Give me another religion. One where I can just, you know, be praised for just being a decent person. Yeah. Catholicism. <laughs> I tell you what, mate. It's and what... Insulted most of like half the world. <laughs> yeah. What about if they say, okay, but Paul, you can be the youngest pope ever. You can have all that treasure. You can find out the truth. You can't do anything with it, though, can you? No, but you can sort of bring your friends and sort of have a party and look at Vatican. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's worth it. Yeah. 
Hmm. Nah, I think you better be CEO of something else, mate. Yeah, I need to. I'm, I'm just a good number two. That's what I am. You want me to? Two. Sorry, mate. I I'm operate, not. I operate behind the scenes, and I, I do. I do a good job behind the scenes. I reckon we should ask Justin to be the Pope. Ah, oh, it's too late, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to share the um, Rotten Tomatoes uh, page. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. So the critics hated this film. Yep. Well, the... I'd say they, they didn't hate it. Um, Dominus Crow, The Pope's Exorcist, is standard issue holy horror in most respects, but it stars sanctified performance with the answer to some viewers' prayers. Pretty good, actually. Pretty good sense. And, yes, it probably much sums up my thoughts on it, really. I can't, I'm actually leaning towards critics here because... It wasn't no. great. It was very, it was very bog standard stuff. It was full of cliches that had been done before, but Russell Crowe's performance was pretty good, and it saved it. Yeah, Russell Crowe uh, has become a little bit plummy, but yeah, he, he did save the day. But every time Inspired he plays a part, no, every time he plays a part, all I can think about is Gladiator. It doesn't matter what part he plays. To me, I think Sonny will take out, you know. And say um Maximus and do his famous sort of sp- speech. Father to a murdered son. Yep. Husband to a murdered wife. And I will have my vengeance. Exactly. In this, in this life or the next. Yeah. That yeah, I'm always thinking he's gonna say that and then that's it, it's over. But yeah, I'm very impressed the way he learned how to speak Italian and he did really well. Um uh, actually speaking it but I love the beginning as well when he's being called by that panel and he gets up and he does his Italian if you have a problem with me speak to my boss speak to my boss that was brilliant yeah yeah and didn't that priest go to a mental hospital or something he mentioned in the end the guy who was challenging him I can't remember actually I know something happened to him I think he just got sidestepped they put somebody else in charge that was a bit more sympathetic to their cause, didn't they? Yeah, that 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 bishop who was his friend, Gabriel's friend. Apparently, the Americans pissed off back to America, re- relocated back to America. Yep. Um. So that Spanish, whatever it was, it wasn't a castle, was it? It was no close to a castle. Just left, just yep. right in. No waste. And, yeah. All that money gone down the drain, getting the builders in. Um, Would you stay there? Would I stay there? I'd sell it. No one's got it now, have they? Well, I'll just lock it up and keep it as a historic site. No one can enter. That's it. If I've got the money. Ah, fuck it. I'd flog it. I'd send it back to the government. So yeah, Spain. Well, the Catholic Church. There you go. Yeah. You want to cover up your your, your shit? Yep. There you go. 100 10 million, million euros. Don't... 10 million ten... euros, please. I think it should be 100 million, mate, because it's a big secret to keep. I mean, it Tell is a Catholic me. church after all. Yeah, they can afford that, can't they? Yeah. yeah. And you want it in gold bars as well. <laughs> I'd <rather laughs> take half in gold bullion, I think. Where do you store it? Yeah, half in gold and half in pure cash. The new... Bricks cash. Bricks cash. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm not adding American dollars or euros. That funny money. That fucking monopoly money. Forget that. It's just confetti these days. It's so much of it. Oh, Printed so bricks. much in the last three years. Forget it. I want yeah. bricks, motherfucker. 
Yeah. I want Bricks Digital CBDC. Thank you very much. Backed by gold. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to transfer that half anyway as well. Yeah. In your Swiss <laughs> account. <laughs> so let's um let's wrap this one up. Because we've talked a little bit about the film, but mostly about other stuff. Um It may so it was done for eighteen million dollars, and it made seventy-eight or eighty million dollars around the world, which never, or something like that. And um, they have actually confirmed they're going to make part two, but I don't know how they can better this because this wasn't anything to better. It wasn't a foundation you can make better at all. No, I agree. I mean, it, it it was watchable. It was entertainment. It was you know, it it did its thing. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. It's not. It's not worthy of a. Where would you go with a sequel with this? The map. They found that map. So there's another hundred sites. Yeah, I suppose. Well, so you could get another Prince of Hell up. You could. Um... But after seven no, movies, you would have to finish it because that's. Yeah. <laughs> Give um give Beezlebub a go, Beezlebub of Gluttony. Give him a go. He might be a bit of a laugh. Yeah, uh, but I also believe it needs more of an international cast, stronger cast where people know them. Because most of the actors, besides Russell Crowe, I didn't know anyone really. Uh, because I don't watch Italian yeah. movies or Spanish movies. I mean, even the American actors or actresses, I didn't know them that well. Um, so. If they're going to do another part, they'll need to have a stronger uh, supporting cast where people well, know maybe. them. Maybe, maybe not. And I think maybe with the, the turnover... There's something I was watching today, actually, about movie budgets, is that I'm sure I've mentioned this before in like a real real early podcast that we did, yeah. um, is that the budget for these films, that's only covering the you know what it takes, takes to actually make the film. Yeah. Um, that doesn't include, as far as I'm aware, doesn't include cast, paying the cast. No. Um, so, also, that's a lot of that money is going to be borrowed. Yeah. No one's putting millions in their own money into making these films. They'll just borrow it, which yes. means you've got interest repayments on it. So, actually, a film's budget, take that and either double it or times it by 2.5, and then that's what you need to make to break even because obviously got the marketing and the advertising behind it as well so 18 million and it's made gross worldwide nearly 75 million you think oh that's done quite well if you you know if you um take all the other expenses yeah so actually we're looking at so if if, let's just say being and this is not an exact science obviously but 18 million times by two and a half is 45 million which means it did make money if we, you know, very loose maths. I just want to kind of, I'm sure I've mentioned that in another podcast, but I've just kind of lost that, that, um, and then just kind of gone, oh, look, oh, it only costs 130 million. It's, you know, it's not entirely true, is it? No. But anyway. Um, because don't forget, if some of these actors, you pay them about 20 or 30 million dollars or more. Mm. Um, and there are people like Russell Crowe, because he's a sort of person who likes the art of acting or stuff like that. He will take a pay cut to maybe make a movie like this, but I'm sure if he's making one of the big movies, he's, he's at least you're paying him twenty, twenty-five million dollars minimum. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. You're right. You're hundred percent on what you're saying. Hmm. 
Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and give this a score. Um, okay, yeah, sure. But to summarise it, I mean, I thought it was full of cliches. Um, lots of imagery, again, that was taken from other Exorcist films. It seems to be that there's no, there's nothing unique, particularly about Exorcist films. They follow the same formula, the same jump scares, the same kind of creepy stuff. Everyone's got a gruff voice, and the main, you know, the main possessed person just sits in the bed for the whole movie. So, can I call you Kane? Yeah, he sounded like Highlander. Highlander. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, yeah, the, the, okay. uh, the, the uh, yeah, 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 you talk about the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've given this, um, my score wise, I've given this a 6 out of 10. Um, mostly due to Russell Crowe's performance. I actually quite liked it. I did like the connections with the Spanish Inquisition being run by a demon and causing all that torture and misery, etc., for Hell's Gain. I thought it was an interesting concept. Um, the cover up of the sexual abuse as well I thought that was pretty good and the second world war past bit um, I quite like that as well there were some interesting takes on this film I just don't think that they were explored very well um, it was very much about um, action I do wonder if this had less of a budget and didn't have Russell Crowe in it as the lead actor whether this could have been a completely different film whether this could actually be more about story rather than just stupid shit happening around a fucking house because it was a bit like um, those what are those fucking shit movies with Tom Hanks in The Da Vinci Code and that where it's just like a modern day Scooby Doo um, yeah it was a little bit along those lines and um, I thought it was a missed opportunity yeah yeah, I agree with you I, you know I've never watched The Da Vinci Code movies they're not they're alright but pretty forgettable yeah you know I'm gonna get. Um, I'd already decided, pre-decided before this, after watching it, what I was gonna give it is six. The reason why I'm giving it is the same reason Russell Crowe made the movie. But if they're gonna do part two, the budget needs to be bigger, and he needs a better supporting um, actual cast. Even if it's European cast like Eva Green or someone like that who's well known in America, uh, that would be great uh, to to have them uh, I'll definitely go and watch it if Eva Green's in it or Eva Green or whatever name is yeah yeah. she's an old one she yeah. is she's, again she's another one that looks really attractive in some films and some scenes and there's other times where she looks a bit fucking scary the eyes are a bit piercing yeah she, she looks, looks a bit too intense yeah she is a very intense person um in real life, and very nerdy and shy, apparently. That's her own words. It's allegedly said in public, and public, I mean, and the media have said that, told us, and all the Googles or whatever. Jack gives it a 6 out of 10 as well. Oh, well done, Jack. Seemed to be, um, well, seemed to have similar tastes and similar scores in movies with Jack. I guess that's why he watches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we were on badly with our... Uh, Last week's review, been following that, not bad. Oh, what in terms of views on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have to be honest. I well, I'm completely honest. I don't even look anymore. I only just see it because I'm always on YouTube looking at documentaries and stuff like that. Mm. So I go onto it sometimes, saying, "How is it doing?" I just I don't even look anymore at the um, the channel, even like in terms of subscribers. Yep. I just don't care anymore. Um. 
it's not that I don't care about the channel and the content we produce. I do. I enjoy doing this and I want to keep doing it. It's just the fact that I don't... I've given up chasing stats. Yeah. I mean, let's um, face it, we only got into this because we wanted to do it. Yeah, that's true. I don't care about anyone really watching and enjoying it too much. I mean, if people do, that's great. You know, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't, yeah. I, don't really, I don't really care anymore. Yeah, we're doing it for fun. Huh? Even our own co-host has disappeared. After, he's not been around for eight months. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> he's not going to come back. You're giving him P45 then. He's got it. <laughs> Doors open to Justin, who we started this channel with. For yeah. people that are not aware, there was three of us when we started this channel. Um, Justin, is the door is open, but don't expect a massive round of applause just for showing up because it's also oh just too busy oh it's just so much effort to do this for an hour in the evening wow but anyway should we leave it there then yeah yeah, yeah. well that was the pope's exorcist um in summary not bad you know what there is one thing we forgot the ending where he's walking with his Hurt and his really cool gangster sunglasses. You look like a mafia hitman more than a bloody priest. Hmm. Well. Well. Anyway. Part two. Part two. We should watch the sequel if it ever arrives. I think we'll give that a watch. Yep. See if it can improve. All right. Yep. Um. <clears throat> if you want to get in touch with me at eleven eight, then Twitter is the place to do it. Can't be bothered any other social media networks they're just boring and censorious pieces of shit um, you can listen to this as a podcast if you can't be asked to, to watch what we do you can listen as a podcast and that's on every single podcast network you can think of um, um, yeah that's about it if you like then give us a thumbs up and subscribe if you want see you later I'm out good night from me and good night from me bye